Hey everyone, welcome back to the Fitlistic Wellness Podcast where we talk about everything holistic health and wellness related. Um, so today's episode is going to be a little bit different in the sense that, I don't know, Ty, do you really have much? Listen man, I, listen, I, I, like, I like different. Um, like yeah, listen, I don't have like a huge background in like, you know, health and wellness, but you know, there are some things that I could speak to in my life and maybe it, maybe it will resonate or like, you know, cross over into what you do a little bit and then this, we can get into it. This is why I'm like really happy to have my own podcast, I guess, cause I can have anyone on. And to be honest, like, I feel like almost everything can be related back to health and wellness cause there's always a root for everything and it's always internal. So I need to get into my introduction because I clearly skipped that. Um, <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> um, so this is a really good friend of mine. Actually, you're my oldest friend on the podcast. Well, not like oldest as an age, but mm -hmm. like the longest friend. I'm honored. I'm honored. Look Thank you. <laughs> um, so this is Terrell Cunningham. He is actually in the music industry. Well, upcoming, yeah, yeah. Thank upcoming. you. Yes, of course. <laughs> and I've recently learned that he has a background in social work yeah really interesting mm -hmm. so welcome Terrell thank you thank you thank you so much for being on the podcast of so course let's just jump right into it mm -hmm. um, because I know you're kind of your focus I mean focus in the sense that like your goal is to be in the music industry more specifically like rap yes correct yeah um, but you did start in social work and like now you're working in retail. So I, I kind of want to just start from the beginning mm -hmm. as to like where you saw yourself maybe six years ago, where mm -hmm. you saw yourself going and where you're at now. Let's just, uh, yeah, I would say, yeah, I would say, um, I think I, everything for me starts mainly in high school, right? So high school, of course, is a time where like, you know, you're trying to figure yourself out and like, you know, you're like. What am I going to do with myself? Am I going to be an electrician? Am I going to be a doctor? Am I going to be what my parents want me to be? Mm -hmm. Right? So um, I think it was around grade 10 is when I really started discovering myself. Um, I was a very quiet person, very quiet, laid back, um, you know, always in the corner, not really talking much type of kid, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think I really came into my own and discovered about myself that you know what, that's not the person that I want to be. So in high school, um, I went for this club called African Canadian Leadership Committee, right? Hey. And that was the first thing that I kind of got to be a part of that was bigger than myself, right? So mm -hmm. it, was a, it was a group in school that, you know, was mainly centered around, like, you know, community engagement as well as, like, you know, black youth in the school. And not necessarily just black youth, but, like, you know, um, anyone who might be underprivileged or you know may have some struggles or some opportunities where they can get better mm -hmm. so I decided to join ACLC um, I was very nervous to join ACLC because I've never been part of like a group or uh, a club or anything like that before um, when I got in I think that's where I really start to see my uh, my leadership qualities come in right and I was able to have conversations with people that you know looked like me and from there, uh, Mr. Reed, who was the head of ACLC and the person who created ACLC, shout out to, to Chris Reed. Um, yeah, um, for a couple of years while I was in ACLC, so the first year I was just a member, right? The, the second year, um, I actually ran for vice president, right? And yeah, and I, and I got it, right? So, Started from the bottom. And now we're here. Yep. And now we're here. 
Yeah, so um, I became vice president of African Canadian Leadership Committee, and that means that I now had to be a voice, right? So I had to start using my voice more often, mm-hmm. right? So what bridged out from African Canadian Leadership Committees is um, there was this competition that um, ET Canada was doing, as well as Global News, and it was a Black History Month competition, right? Okay. And what they were looking for is like, you know, a creative way to show how we celebrate Black History Month. So from there, we were kind of asking ourselves like, oh, this looks like something that we can do. We're African Canadian Leadership Committee. What are we going to do to, to get into this competition? So it was brought up to us from another teacher as well, Anna Fargo, and she approached us about it. And we were like, okay. She was like, what students want to join this, right? Like, who's who's interested in this? So. I think my friend Devonte Bury, aka Devo D, um, yeah, put up his hand. Um, I put up my hand uh, because you know that's what best friends do. We see each other doing one thing, and then we're like, okay, since he's joining, I'm gonna do that too. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we all put up our hands and we said, all right, let's do this. We didn't even know how we were gonna go about doing it. I think we started off with watching Obama's inaugural speech, mm. and then from there we're like, you know what? Let's take little snippets of this speech. And then let's make it into a song. I always did poetry, which a lot of people don't know about. I used to write poetry a lot, right? Terrell the Poet. Terrell the Poet, yeah. <laughs> I guess, in a sense, that's where I first had a voice, right? It was that internal dialogue that I was having with myself and that piece of paper in front of me before I had external dialogue where I could converse with people and, like, you know, be able to connect with people. So. Once I saw an opportunity to get back to that piece where I had that internal dialogue again and share that with people, I was excited. I was like, okay, let's let's get into that. So we were looking at the the speech and like, you know, we we're looking at different ways we can you know, sing this part here or like, you know, do this part. And I was like, okay, what am, what part am I gonna play in this? At first I was like, you know what? I can sing this part. I didn't know how to sing, but I was like, you know what, I'll sing it, right? We're going to find uh, a way to incorporate Devote, Devante, at this time. Um, he did didn't. You start singing? He did not start singing. What I did was, I was gonna. I was writing. I was writing a little bit, and I was like, you know what? I'll write a rap, right? But I didn't rap it. I wrote it for for Devo. So Stop. I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen. Is it, there a video? Oh my goodness! It's on YouTube. If you want to go and. Type in the Obama song Toronto on YouTube. It's there. You can even go see it for yourself. You we'll get link to see. It in the comments. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, um, but I I wrote the rap for him, and it was it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good, and we put together this great video, and we submitted it, and we we won. We were one of the winners of Yay. this competition, right? Um, from there, I guess that's where I discovered that, you know, I like being a part of, you know, something bigger than myself, right? Mm-hmm. So that group ACLC was something that I got to be a part of. And then that other group of people that branched off from ACLC who got into that um, Black History Month competition, mm-hmm. that was also bigger than myself. But I also got to discover what it is that I want to do from there. Me and Devante kind of discovered both what we wanted to do at that time which was kind of weird because we went on ET Canada and we stood on that stage together and we actually took a photo. I think I still have the photo on my Facebook. And I think that's where Devonte made up his mind. And he's like, 
yeah, you know what? I want to be in the entertainment industry. Like, I want to be a host. I want to I want to be able to to talk to people and like, you know, interview people. And when I wrote that rap for Devonte, I was like, I've been writing for so long. Why don't I start sharing that with people? Right? So that's where I was like, you know what? I'm going to continue writing. I didn't know how I was going to go about venturing off into the entertainment industry, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to start. And one of the people that actually reached out to me was my photography teacher, uh, Mr. Zorzi. And he shout said, out. shout out to Mr. Zorzi again. He's still at Western Collegiate Institute right now. <laughs> but yeah, he actually gave me a piece of paper and it was for a um, recording arts program. And he's like, he'll throw like what you did there. Like that was very creative. Like you should go and do this. And I was like, uh, I don't know. But you know what? I was listening to a podcast, actually, Matthew Centaro, which you actually told me to listen to. You're welcome. And I didn't even realize that I actually did the five-second rule in that moment, right? It actually took me less than five seconds to be like, hey, you know what? Yes, I'm going to go and do that. And I, I did it, right? I went to go do that music program. I got to connect with some great people. I got to make a song. And then from there, that's what kind of inspired my, my music journey, right? But of course, what that segues into is once you're done high school, music doesn't really seem tangible, right? And because I liked connecting with people, I was like, you know what? I like being able to, to converse with people and help people. I have a genuine empathy to help people. Mm -hmm. By the time I was done high school, I was probably in like 11 clubs. Wow. Like right Starting now. from the shy kid? Yeah. 11 clubs. Yeah, of Vice course. President. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> I don't know if you can even see it. I wish I could like show you, but... I know you guys listening can't see it, but I'm actually wearing my best buddy shirt right now. Stop it. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's my best buddy shirt. We're gonna need a selfie in that one. Yeah, 100%. But like, yeah, that was. Listeners. Yeah, of course. That was be that was one of the other clubs that I joined, Best Buddies, and I got to work with like you know, autistic kids and kids with Aspergers and um, minor to major LDs, learning disabilities, and that's why I was like, you know what? Social work seems like the right route for me, mm -hmm. right? So I went to um, Humber Lakeshore for social work. And it's crazy because when you go in, into a field like that, there's such a disproportionate amount of men to women in that program. And I could see it when the teachers saw how many men were in the program, they were excited, right? Because if you look at it, there's almost a stigma around what job is for who, you know what I mean? Like, because it's considered helping people that it's more like feminine yeah like um not to say that but like you know women have more of a caring nature yeah you know what i mean Makes and sense. i think the the idea around that is men are supposed to be tough and men aren't supposed to show their emotions as much you know they're supposed to put on a brave face where it's just like men and women are both human beings at the same at the same time right so exactly. we can feel those same emotions as well so um, when I was in school, they were excited to see men in that, that classroom because it's just like there is a disproportionate amount of men to, to women in that field, right? And I got to connect with the other guys that were in that uh, program with me and have those conversations, just be like, yeah, you know what? It is very weird that a lot of guys aren't in this. And I feel like, you know, we could be those examples mm -hmm. of like, yo, you can, you don't have to be uh a woman in order to to do social work like there are men out there struggling too right whether it be with 
you know, mental health or, you know, anxieties or like, you know, uh, learning disabilities, mm -hmm. right? It's not specifically targeted to, to one gender, mm -hmm. right? So there should be proportionate representation, sure. right? So um, I graduated with a A average the first time ever. Yeah, That's right? Honorable. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was, I was actually very proud of that because in, in high school, I was never really an A plus student. But that's okay. Listen, when you're passionate about something, regardless of your grades, mm -hmm. you'll you'll be very knowledgeable in it. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I loved English, and I loved writing, and most of social work was like writing, case studies, mm -hmm. you know, um, projects, um, placements as well. Um, but yeah, um, those two years were were very insightful for me because even though I was in that program. I was still like, you know what? I still want to do music. I still want to do music. I still want to be able to to write. I still want to be able to to connect with other people through my writing or, or through a conversation that I'm having through my lyrics, mm -hmm. right? So, um, just to backtrack a little bit, um, I think something that may have discouraged me a bit from uh, music, and you've already heard like one or two of my songs already, Jenna. Yeah. They're you're, really good. Yeah, you're one of the fortunate ones. Listen, um, can I link them? Uh, if you want, you can. I'm gonna link them because they're good. I'm okay. Them. Why did they even ask that? They're so old. They are so old. That's why I'm embarrassed about it. But but, but they're still fire. Uh, like, thanks, they're Jenna. Impressive. Thank you. I'm I appreciate that. Lie. I'm excited for what I can do now. But um, but yeah, I had a I actually had a team of uh people around me for a little bit. Um. While I was working in retail, uh, the great thing about having conversations and why I'm so glad that I was able to come out of shy Terrell is that I got to connect with people more, mm -hmm. right? So while I was at work, you know, I was just helping somebody, you know, cash out, and they're like, "Oh, you like, you know, I'm just buying this for my brother. He's always losing it in his studio," and I was like, "Studio? Oh, what is it that he does?" Mm. And then she was like, "Oh, like, you know, he he's an audio engineer, like." Oh, have you ever heard of like Forty? And I was like, Forty, as in Drake's producer. <laughs> and then she's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, he's like, they used to like work together. And I was like, What? And she's like, Yeah, I'll send you over his contact information. And I was like, All right, cool, awesome. <laughs> yeah. So she gave me a business card. Um, I put that in my pocket. Um, I sent um, that track that you actually listened to, the next one, over to him. That's my favorite. I mean, it's only one of the two that's yeah, on there. But still, it's a really good one. I really like it. Thank you. Um, I sent that over to him, and he hit me back like almost immediately. He's like, yo, we should work. Like, we should connect. Right? So I went to go connect with him. Um, he said, listen, I feel like we can both do this. Uh, he wasn't really a hip-hop producer at the time. Um, he was still kind of figuring it out himself. He was more like, you know... He's classically trained in piano. I think he's self-taught, very talented guy. Um, Adam Feldman, by the way, guys, shout out to Adam Feldman. Great dude. Um, but yeah, we were just kind of figuring it out by ourselves. And then that's when I decided to connect him with my other friend, Seth Dyer, who's also like, he's a really good um, rapper slash producer. You can actually search him up as well, too. I know, shameless plug, Jenna. But you know, I have to, I have to plug all my friends, plug you know? <laughs> but um yeah, I connected him with um with Seth and like you know, we started working. 
on, on music. And that was actually my first real experience with, like, you know, staying up late nights and just doing music and, like, you know, just hearing what you want to come out of, like, your music come to life right in front of you, right? Um, unfortunately, what, what came from that is, with Seth being, like, you know, a producer as well as an artist, of course, he has to take care of, like, you know, his stuff first, mm -hmm. right? So he kind of branched off and did his thing. And then um, Adam kind of had some personal things that he had to kind of deal with, mm -hmm. right? So he kind of stepped off and did that. So um, I was discouraged. And at that point, because I didn't have, like, a sense of direction, I felt like those two people who were part of that team that we had for that little time that we had together, I felt like I was by myself, right? Mm -hmm. um, I didn't know what to do. I didn't have any sense of direction. I didn't know what to do. So I stopped before I even really started making music, mm -hmm. you know? And um, when I look back at it, I'm just like, man, what, Terrell, why did you stop? Mm -hmm. Why did you stop? And it's all about your, your mindset, right? And I think a lot of things that play into your mindset is the, the type of people that you keep around yourself, right? Because if you want to keep a healthy, positive, like, mindset, the people that you keep around you is definitely going to be very important and very key. Um, one thing that uh, one of my teachers said was, listen, if you have four friends that smoke cigarettes and you don't smoke cigarettes, guess who's going to be the fifth friend who's going to smoke cigarettes? Mm -hmm. It's probably going to be you. Yeah. So I, I looked at that and I was just like, or I'm actually looking at it now and I'm just like in retrospect, I'm like, wow, why didn't, I had such great people around me. I had friends like Devo and like, you know, I have um, other people like, you know, my friend Greg and like all these other friends that are so Jenna as well Thank too. You. <laughs> I was like, uh, excuse me. <laughs> Not trying to diss at all. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, all these people who keep just such a, a positive mindset and don't know exactly how they're going to do it but they go ahead and do it anyways. I think that's, I think that's really important in a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Like, sorry, I kind of cut you off. No, it's but, all good. Um, <laughs> so remember, like, before you said, like, you were super shy and you came out of your shell? Yeah. I can relate to that on almost every level in the sense that, and I haven't really talked about this much on the podcast, but I participated in a photo shoot slash recreation of a Victoria's Secret fashion show. Okay. Um, with this company called Nixwear. Shout out to Nixwear. They're freaking amazing. Another shameless plug. <laughs> Another shameless plug. <laughs> it's not an ad. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I did like a photo shoot slash video shoot. We were recreating the Victoria's Secret fashion show, but like saying that every woman is an angel, regardless shape size like there was a pregnant woman in the shoot it was amazing yeah right? and every different type of female you can think of was just in the shoot and i i remember doing that it was super like random mm -hmm. they did like a casting call on instagram and i was like fuck it i'm gonna just send them a dm real quick yeah and from there things just started like rapidly like changing in the most positive way for me so like I want to say this was November, end of November 2017. So I did this shoot. I became more confident. Mind you, this shoot was in November in Toronto, downtown, uh, Richmond and Peter area. Mm -hmm. I think the wings are still there, the mural. So we were outside in the cold. 
in underwear. Yeah. And that was it. And I was, I didn't know anybody in the photo shoot. Mm-hmm. I met people and then it just kind of like snowballed in the best way because then I got like uh, connected with this company I'm, I'm working for and I love, uh, Bolo. Shout out to Bolo. Callie was on the previous episode. <laughs> Listen to that one. So I did that and I feel like everything just changed because one, I got more confident. Yeah. I came out of my shell because I don't know, when I first met you, maybe you noticed how much of a difference it's been. Like how long have we known each other? Oh, 100%. Like five, years? Yeah, definitely. So like from that to now, like I'm talking on a podcast. Yeah. Like five years ago, I would have never like, who the hell would do a podcast? Not me. Listen, I'm, I'm proud of you, man. Like, you, you literally did this all by yourself. And you had a lot of questions. But you, you got here. And, and here we are talking on your podcast. And I mean, like, and it's all about mindset. Because, like, I didn't, I know what I wanted to do. I didn't know how I was going to get there. But I just jumped into different opportunities. Mm-hmm. And they all kind of helped me get to where I am. And there's still, there's still always going to be, like, room for growth and room for improvement. And just goals getting set higher and higher yeah and i'm sure you can relate to that the whole mindset thing is everything and then everyone i surrounded myself from then like i don't know about you but in the last couple of years i had like ended relationships and friendships cut off certain individuals in my life or like brought certain people in yeah because you just need the support the motivation we can't do shit by ourselves. No, not it's at all. Impossible. Yeah. And like, who knows where I'd be without a cup, like these handful of people. Like, again, you're like one of my oldest friends on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And you, you're stuck around for a reason, Ty. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> I think everyone's in someone's life for a reason, definitely. And I think with you and even myself, um, you look at your life and you're just like, all right, I'm comfortable here. Mm-hmm. Right. And. When you break out of your shell, I think that's when you recognize that you've been comfortable and any goals that you had set for yourself, that's why you're not being able to, to achieve them in a timely fashion, mm-hmm. right? So that's probably why you were able to, like, you know, look at that Victoria, what was it, Victoria's Secret? It was like a Victoria's Secret knockoff, mm-hmm. but more positive and more inclusive. Let's yeah. say more inclusive. I think something like that resonated with you and you're just like, you know what, I'm... I'm going to come out of my comfort zone, yeah. right? Because there's so much more to gain once you do that, right? Mm-hmm. Like on the other side of fear, there's there's so many opportunities, right? Like you might not even recognize it. Like there can be five opportunities right in front of you, but because it's not what you're used to and it's not what you're comfortable with, you'll say, uh, you know what? I'm going to pass on that for now. I already have what's set in front of me and it looks good. And I know what the outcome's going to be since I'm in this scenario. So I'm going to stay here. Mm-hmm. It used to be me. Like, when I first started university, I would just go to school, come home, do my homework. Yeah. Nothing else. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't realistic, and it wasn't actually moving me forward. Oh, I mean, it did in the sense that, like, I learned things from university, obviously. Yeah. But, like, it didn't help me with, like, the social aspect. It didn't help me with, like, the getting out of my comfort zone. Because they never, they never have you get out of your comfort zone in university. And, I mean... Doing a presentation in front of 20 people mm-hmm. is not really that hard. Like, now, can I please, like, do a presentation in front of, like, a thousand people? I'm down. Yeah? I'd be down to do that. Word? 
Word. All right, we're going to set up a presentation. Right. You heard it here first. Jenna Pixner going to set up a presentation. Yeah. Downtown, 1,000 people. 1,000 people. Young and Dundas like, Square. Oh, my God. Imagine people come <laughs> listen to me talk about, like, liver health or, like, nutrition. Like, yeah. Health and wellness. Let's go. All right. Who would be down for that? We should do it. I'll be the first person there. And then you can open with, like, performance. Or you can be the halftime show. Oh, okay. I would have to put out some music first, but, yeah, yeah 100%. Fine. Yeah. It's gonna be a thing. Also, I want people to know, like, you don't have to have everything figured out. Mm -hmm. And that's what I realized about myself. And I think that's also what you realized about yourself, too, Jenna. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have it all figured out, right? And I think part of the experience of going to, to school is that people feel like they have to have it figured out by the time they're outside of school, right? Or they finish or they graduate, Right. Because the way school is set up and I'm not dissing school whatsoever, like school and education is a great it's a great tool. Right. But there are multiple places where you can get education. Right. You don't have to have it confined to four walls and a, and a ceiling and a floor. Yeah. Right. Like there's multiple avenues where you can get information, whether it be a podcast, whether it be a book, whether it be, um, you know, conversing with other people. Maybe it's even traveling to a different region. Right. Mm -hmm. But that can open up so much more opportunities for you to to learn and grow and and gain perspective and even insight. Right. Like insights, a, a huge thing. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, <laughs> I, like that. I know I went off on yeah. a tangent there no, for a second. That was, that was great. Like that's that's what the podcast is about. Just tangents. Oh, OK. Yeah. I'm good at tangents. Exactly. From where you were then, mm -hmm. like, say, from high school to where you are now, what are you looking to achieve moving forward? Because we've talked about um, setting goals and leveling up our standards mm -hmm. after we've reached. So, like, what's the next move for you? Honestly, I think the next move for me is just to continue moving, right? Yeah. Just to continue moving. Like right? Even though, um, and I know for myself, I want to be an artist, right? I'm not going to limit myself to, to different opportunities just because I want to be an artist, right? Yes, I want, I want to make music, but I'm also doing this podcast here with you, mm -hmm. right? Um, I want to branch out into to different avenues, whether it be photography, maybe. Maybe I want to start taking photos, right? I just, I just want to be successful, right? So, I just, so how do you measure I think I measure success with um, the response I get from the people around me, as well as I think once I feel that I'm uncomfortable multiple times and I'm starting to see the results of that uncomfortability, I think that's how I measure su success, right? Because if I look at a situation where, you know, whenever I'm at home, mm -hmm. I feel so... It gets me so frustrated a little bit because I feel like I'm not doing anything, mm. right? Yeah. That's why, like, I try and even if I'm not doing, like, you know, writing music, I try and network as much as possible. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right? Like, I just want to connect with people because you never know what might lead into something else, right? And that's so important. But I feel like the word networking gets thrown around so much mm -hmm. that, to me, I don't, even, I don't even really like using the word network. It's like... More so like building relationships. Yeah. Because I think that'll be better for everyone in the long run. Because I find that people tie net the word networking to like 
business and making money constantly. Got it. It's like, if you don't have that relationship, that foundation between you and another individual, I don't think anything can really be successful. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. At the end of the day, a network is just a system, right? Yeah. It's a system where, you know, um, different paths interconnect. Yeah. Right? As long as you look at it like that, it's not... It doesn't have to be like a, a business transaction, right? Networking can just be a conversation, right? Networking can just be attending an event. Ne- networking can be a whole bunch of things, man. Yeah. I don't know. I just, like, the word gives me, like, a little bit of... Uh, yeah. I think it's really important to constantly always meet new people. Because, like, like I said, when I first did that thing, I met one person, then I met another person, and another person. And if I hadn't done mm-hmm. that shoot... Randomly, my mom almost killed me when she found out I was naked in the streets of downtown Toronto. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, like, I wasn't completely naked. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. But, I mean, you got to do things for yourselves. And I talked about this on the previous podcast. I was talking to Callie, and I said, like, sometimes you have to be selfish, focus on you before you can help other people. Yeah. But then she said, uh, she said, change that to, like, become aligned with yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's extremely important, especially in any sort of success, too, because especially you and I, we want to just genuinely help people. Mm -hmm. And maybe for you soon, hopefully, releasing like amazing music that's going to just have people just connect over. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that would be like for you the most amazing feeling to be able to bring that out of people, connect people. But yeah, it's just very important to be aligned with yourself, have your goals, not necessarily um, knowing how you're going to get there, but knowing you're going to get there and figuring out along the way. Because, and I think that's really relative to this podcast because mm-hmm. it's funny. Like, remember we talked about the podcast yesterday? Yes, we did. So we kind of like half prepared for this, but more so just reconnected before we had a conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> over two microphones. But I think like that not being prepared for something is almost the best way to do something. I don't think you can ever fully be prepared for something. You'll never be 100% prepared to. So then why are we even bothering? Yeah. <laughs> we, it's funny because we, we strive for perfection, but is there really such a thing as perfection? Yeah, what is perfection? Right? Like we always try to aim for 100%, but does is anyone ever really 100%? Yeah, and everyone's 100% is different. Yeah, 100%. So- yeah, you see what I did. You see what I did there. I like that. Yeah. I like that. That was good. That was good. So, I'm um, taking it back to your transition from like social work into now your music. Mm-hmm. You said that you got discouraged, and mm-hmm. I know a lot of people, especially as like entrepreneurs, especially us, like being so young. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people get discouraged, and I think it's not bad to be discouraged, but like what i mean everyone's different but how did you sort of get yourself out of that cuz now you said you're like you're ready to like start getting back into it but mm-hmm. like what what was that shift in your mindset like what did it take i think i was just exhausted and when i say exhausted i think i was just tired of being afraid mm. right just being afraid of what the repercussions of what i'm going to do like you know being tired of or exhausted of what the next step is going to be. It gets very mentally draining, always trying to prepare for something. 
right? And never really acting on it. So I think, I, yeah, I think I was just really exhausted of thinking of ways why I can't do it, right? And now switching it to, like, reasons why you can't. Yeah, there's a difference between can't and won't, right? Mm. Like, if you look at can't, can't is, like, for example, without air, I can't breathe, right? That's, mm -hmm. that's a simple fact. When someone says, I can't go to the gym, that is not true. You have the ability to go to the gym, 100%. You won't go to the gym. Right there, you have to start switching your language, mm -hmm. right? You have to start looking at what your definition of something means mm -hmm. and if it aligns with what it actually is supposed to be, mm -hmm. right? Because I feel like a lot of people use the word can't and won't synonymously with each other, right? So I think I just looked at my can'ts and said, no, 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 these don't look like can'ts. These look like won'ts, mm -hmm. right? So now I'm going to do, I'm go I will do that. Right. I'm going to try first and see if I fail and then if I fail, go from there. Right. If I don't try whatsoever, then I've already failed. And if I'm already a fail or like afraid of failure, then I'm not doing any service to myself by not trying. Mm, I like that. Yeah. So it kind of like reminds me of this book I read and I mentioned it on the podcast many a times. It's called Biology of Belief. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've heard of it before. I have not. It's kind of into the whole like more integrated into wellness but a lot of people can I guess relate to it in the sense that like what you what you give off to the universe or like what you what thoughts are going through your head will manifest mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that meaning like spiritually uh, mentally emotionally and even physically mm -hmm. so what this book talked about was like um, talking negative to yourself or uh, or thinking negative things mm -hmm. it just manifested into like for example illness because yeah. sometimes that's what happens but this book more so focused on like for example someone say they got a negative diagnosis like oh you have such and such disease and now this person gets it labels themselves with it and yeah. that's it and then it's just like a negative thing mm -hmm. that keeps running through their head yeah so I think it's like important to recognize that that can relate to people on so many levels other than just physical health. Yeah. But also spiritual well-being in the sense that like when the team you were kind of working with kind of like drifted off, you got discouraged. Yeah. So then you stopped doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So and I think that has a lot to do with thinking that you can't do it on your own. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of us have been there. Even I've been there thinking that I couldn't do something when, by all means, I could. Yeah. Like I could. Again, connecting your can't and yeah, won't. Yeah, can't and I, won't, yeah. I just wouldn't do it because I'm like, I can't do this, so I won't do it. Mm -hmm. And that negatively spirals down like the rabbit hole where you're just you're just not going to improve. Mm -hmm. Even maybe get worse and get down on yourself. And then that manifests into maybe something physical. And another thing I've said a lot on the podcast was um, how it manifests physically. So, like, say you're talking down to yourself all the time, like, oh, I'm, like, a really shitty person or, like, I can't do this. Yeah. Like, it'll manifest into an actual illness mm -hmm. because there's so many... Each emotion is tied with a certain organ in your body. And I think that's extremely interesting because there's a lot of people probably in your industry, like entertainment, music, 
that get discouraged by these things and it just manifests and even not just being like not reaching their full potential like mm-hmm. in what they do but actually can physically wear them down and you said that you were exhausted of just being in fear yes so and i mean exhausted is a is a word that i feel like gets thrown around a lot but i i can completely understand what you mean by that because you can we can all become emotionally drained yeah 100 percent. and not by just like a team like fucking off or whatever you know what i mean and that brings kind of me back to the whole like sense of alignment and like being confident in your own abilities and just doing it and figuring out regardless because realistically people are not dependable they aren't yeah the only person that you can really depend on is yourself at the end of the day mm-hmm. and if you're talking shit about yourself then you have nobody literally nobody yeah and yeah that that ties in so well but <laughs> ties well, in. right what was the name of that book that you said it's called biology of that kind of sounds like um, what you're explaining. It almost kind of sounds like the law of attraction. It's, yeah, they talk about the law of attraction in it mm-hmm. a lot. And it's crazy how spirituality and physical well-being, emotional well-being is all interconnected. Yeah. And it's almost like overlooked. Mm-hmm. No, I think a, a healthy mind state definitely helps with your, your physical health, right? Like, mm-hmm. for example, even with, and you know this firsthand, like stress Stress is not something that is like, you know, someone can't diagnose you with, with stress. You feel stress. Everyone's stressed. Yeah. There's all, and there's def- different levels of stress. Sorry, go ahead. Exactly. But like, and when our, and what people don't realize is like when our body is under stress, regardless of what it is from your work, from being worried, you're not going to be able to do something like that's a stress or just like stress because you're in traffic. Like, oh, I need to get to work on time mm-hmm. or something like that. Right. But like your body can't tell the difference between stress. All stress is the same, Mm -hmm. but when your body is under stress, it can't actually properly digest or heal or anything. Mm -hmm. When your body's stressed, all it can do is stress. Yeah. It it literally feels like it's being attacked. Exactly. And what does it do? It puts its guards up. You don't do anything else except stress. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that goes the same thing with with, with fear and being afraid, right? Like... Mm. That's a stress. Yeah, exactly. Your body can't distinguish between, like, you know, you having a gun pointed in front of you. Exactly. Or you wanting to talk to that special someone, right? Right? You're, it's stressful. Yeah, your, your body's so, going to have this exact same response. It's not going to separate it into the two and just be like, oh, this is level one of your fear. So don't be too afraid. Mm-hmm. But, oh, there's a gun in front of you. This is level five of your afraid, mm-hmm. of your fear, right? So your body's going to go into this mode. Right. And once you start to notice that there's no difference between the fear or the stress of what you're doing or what kind of situation that you're in, Mm -hmm. that, yeah, you're going to have to flip it so that you can have a positive outcome of what you want to do and have positive reinforcement and just positive, like, for example, for your 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 overall health. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. And I mean, way back when, like, well, not that long ago, but back when I was in high school and everything happened in my my health journey everything like that like before I was diagnosed with my liver disease I remember before then I was just like hella depressed like so depressed I talked down to myself constantly since I was like as long as I can remember because you know when you're young like kids are super mean and they just bully you for 
nothing and yeah you just take it so personally especially as a kid and then it just never grows out of you Mm -hmm. so like i don't know and that's where like the whole negative self-talk came to be and then it kind of like i think it kind of manifested Mm -hmm. in a physical issue yeah but then as soon as i got that diagnosis unlike usual i guess Mm -hmm. as soon as i got my diagnosis i'm like so there's a purpose. Like I need to live, and I I need to figure out why. And then, after my whole health journey, everything just fell into place. And then I found my passion in like holistic health and everything. And I feel like we kind of all have to experience something, bringing it back all the way to you in high school, mm-hmm. you and Devo killing it, mm-hmm. and then finding passion from your from your club. Like, yeah, that's crazy. But I feel like we all have to kind of like, again get out of our shell like mm-hmm. you did and it kind of like just went on to like create a passion and now look at you now so for you jenna like i know for myself i said i was exhausted right of that that feeling of of like you know being afraid or or failing mm-hmm. how did you get out of your shell would you say my shell yeah like how did you get out of your shell honestly it was definitely the uh that shoot honestly and another thing i've mentioned before is that like your body can't heal in the same environment that it got sick in yeah so when i was just about to start grade 12 and i got this diagnosis then came time to apply for colleges and i'm like i'm moving yeah like i need to get the f out of here like not because i mean shout out to waterloo because yeah yeah, yeah of course homegrown mm-hmm. but like it's just not for me. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to kind of think outside of the box. And I remember, I guess, yeah, I was quite discouraged when, when I first moved here because I felt like I didn't get the support that I wish I had. Like, I know my family supported me in going to post-secondary, everything like that. But, I mean, it was always, like, the question of, like, how are you going to do it, Jenna? How are you going to do it? Of course. And I mean, even now, like a year ago, I moved into this condo. It tripled my rent from where I was living before. Yeah. How am I going to get there? I don't know, but I'm getting there. Yeah. And actually, that brings me, actually reminds me, I got a letter in the mail a week or two ago. Okay. Okay. So when I finished my holistic nutrition school, the last day we had to fill out this thing of like our goals of what we we hope to accomplish in a year after we had graduated and they were going to send us that exact letter to ourselves the year later and i just got it in the mail mm-hmm. a week or two ago okay what did it say on it it said my own condo okay in downtown we, toronto um so we're in your own condo in, in downtown, downtown toronto. toronto all right we're okay. here and it also had things like I was always nervous to talk in front of people. Yeah. So I, I wrote down that I was going to speak in front of a lot of people. Yeah. And I mean, I haven't like physically done that, but like I'm on my podcast. Yeah. Hundreds of people have listened to this. Mm-hmm. Like that counts for something. Like, it does. Of course. But I feel like, have you ever, have you ever, okay, we're going on a tangent again. Have you ever done a vision board? You know it's so crazy? You just did one? No, but oh. but but listen. <laughs> I was actually talking about 
that same thing with some other people around me and I was like, yo, do you guys have vision boards? Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, nah, but I always thought of making one. Always thought. Yeah, always thought of making one. I haven't, I don't have a vision board right now. I'm actually going to work on making a vision board. I'll show you mine. Okay, it's dope. Um, <laughs> I think with a vision board, I think it's great mm-hmm. because now you have something right in front of you to always remind you of what you're trying to achieve and what you're trying to go for. Of course. Um, I don't think it necessarily has to be a board though. As long as it's on something that you look at all the time, like for example, maybe like a notebook, right? Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people don't know, like, if you write a diary or, like, you know, if you keep a journal, that could also kind of be your vision board a little yeah. bit. Well, it's it's literally physically writing it down. And I think that our generation especially is is very special in the sense that, like, we know what it's like to not have high-tech shit. Mm-hmm. But we also know what it's like to have all of the shit. Yeah. Like, look at, I'm, how... How expensive is this equipment I'm talking into right now? Like, I don't even want to talk about it. This is, this is like I'm saying, high tech, but I could do without it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I know how to write still. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry. I like, kind of gassed because I just realized there was something on my vision board I accomplished, but I can't expose it on the podcast because that's... Okay, no problem. Listen, there's certain things... You, yeah, you can <laughs> you can keep that to yourself and continue to work on it. But yeah, and I think it's just... It's not about the how, but anyways, how, what was your question again? Again, tangent. Um, how did I get out yeah. of being discouraged? But yeah, so I physically had to move out of the environment I was in because... You had to change location. Exactly. Waterloo, they had nothing. Well, when I lived there, there was really nothing in the wellness industry in that whole area. So like Kitchener, Waterloo, Cambridge, there wasn't really hardly anything. So it was resources as well. Yeah, so, well, like, the University of Guelph did have a nutrition program, but I decided to go to the Ryerson one just because, like, I'm just like, I don't want to be in this city anymore. Yeah. And so I moved, and people told me, like, how are you doing it? I didn't know how. I just knew I would. Mm-hmm. And I think it was meeting people like yourself because I didn't, I didn't know you until I moved here, right? Yep. So, but, yeah. And, I mean... Living at home, that wouldn't have really done much for me because there was no, nothing really in the industry. But now it's kind of growing and thriving, so I'm, I might have to go back and check it out mm-hmm. sometime. But, yeah, it's just it's just having that passion yeah. to get you out of that slump. I, I, think, I think it also goes back to, like, the, the energy. And I feel one thing that I've recognized for myself is I'm a true and, like, firm believer in, in energy, mm-hmm. right? So I'm guessing for yourself, maybe while you were in Waterloo, you might have felt like your your energy was being drained or, mm-hmm. you know, the, the energy that you were putting out there wasn't being reciprocated. Exactly. Right? That could have been a thing. And maybe you want to see where you could go and find that same energy where if you put in the work that mm-hmm. you'll get the results that you're looking for. Or maybe the energy that you've been sitting in in Waterloo for so long wasn't doing anything for you. Mm-hmm. Would you say maybe that was also a factor? Yeah. And I mean, I didn't know anyone else who had the same passion that I did. Mm-hmm. Like I had no one. Yeah. Everyone wanted to do different things. And I grew up in an environment, well, like, I went to school in an environment where people were very into, like, university degrees. That was the only way you could be successful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That thing that isn't really a thing anymore. Yeah. Now 
it's 2019 and everyone's an entrepreneur. Yeah. Somehow. But, yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, definitely the environment changed for sure. And it really, it really pushed me out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I literally forced myself out of my comfort zone because, like, I didn't know anybody. Yeah. I wasn't just going to sit at home all day and do nothing. So, I mean, it's sometimes you just got to yeah do you ever look at like maybe like your family or the circle of people around you and just go everyone feels like they're doing something but not doing what they want to do right they're doing it just because they've been told to do that or they've that's what they've been shown like for example i don't know i don't know many people in my family that you know are bridging off into the entertainment industry or you know have a passion for photography or certain things that might be looked at as, oh, that's not realistic, that's not attainable, but being a doctor is attainable, or being a lawyer, or being a nurse is attainable, right? I think that's why for myself, I think I looked around my house and I was just like, I wanna be the first person to bridge out into a passion that I really wanted to do and be successful in it, just so that I can stop this constant motion of, hey, you should go to school and be a lawyer, or be a doctor, or be an electrician, or you know, just those those professions. Your profession doesn't have to be, be said to you in order for you to chase it or to attain it. Mm-hmm. I think once you start to explore what you're really interested in and you have people and the resources to tell you to go after it and it is attainable and you tell yourself it's attainable, then why can't you get it? You can definitely get it. For sure. Wow, I think that's a great way to end the podcast. On that note, mm-hmm. phenomenal. This is the moment I give you the floor to plug in everything you want to plug in. Okay. Also included in the description below. Dope, dope, dope. So, uh, Jenna, thank you for having me, first off. Um, As she already introduced me, my name's Ty, a.k.a. um, She put out the full government. She said Tyrell Cunningham. Um, That is my full name. I also go by ISO. That is my artist name. And I am a artist and creative. My Instagram is going to be S-O-I-I. S-O underscore. So look out for any posts about music there. And um, I hope to get new followers and connect with anybody that wants to connect with me. Yeah. Let's make it on this journey called life. Hey, I like that. That was that was short and sweet, and I really enjoyed it. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Like, I'm so glad you were on. Like, this was so different than any of the other ones I've had. I'm glad. I like different. But, yeah, I mean, I really appreciate you coming on, and great chats. Yeah, maybe if you have like a season two, maybe I can come back for another podcast. Another one. Another one. Bless <laughs> up. All right, guys, if you like the podcast, give it a nice rating, comment. And subscribe. Uh, subscribe. Are we subscribed? I'm subscribed. Are you? Yes, I subscribe. Uh, you subscribe me. <laughs> I'm subscribed. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. Until the next one, have a good rest of your day, night, whatever time of the day it is. For Peace. You. Peace.